The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. And this is the Pat Kenny Show with Anton in for Pat. Love hurts and letting go of a relationship can be painful and complicated. Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and author of Relationships on the Edge and as well as host of the podcast Tough Love is here with help to guide us through if we're trying to finally get rid of that last piece of baggage. And that's what we're talking, Stephanie, not the challenge of getting out of a relationship, but the challenge of getting a past relationship out of our head and our heart. Exactly. And I suppose the reason, Anton, for talking about it is you would be surprised coming at it from my side how much that sort of seems to trouble people and how how much difficulty there is there. You know, people get quite fixated on a past relationship. They find it quite hard to let go. They they do a lot of self-blaming, a lot of self-questioning. Oh, I should have and I could have and I would have and if I had it all again. And, and they go through loops that are very, quite self-destructive. And I mean, you would probably, you know, lots of us think about it straight away when it comes to divorce or you know, the end of a huge relationship that has involved children and everything, we know there's an enormity factor there. But it's not just those, actually. It doesn't always have to be the enorm. because sometimes people have done a lot of prepping around that before. Nobody nobody leaves a marriage quickly, as I say, nor do they ever leave it lightly. So in some ways, there's a fair bit of psychological prep has been done, even inadvertently, but but often in a in a shorter relationship or maybe one that didn't go the full commitment. There's a lot of heart there. There's a lot of future. Maybe, you know, hopes have been wrapped into that. Um, and of course, it depends on all sorts of things, then why that hurts more than others. Is there any value in that period of of introspection and reflection and analysis? Do people come through it as better individuals? Does it help future relationships or are you better just to carve it all out and get on with your life? Well, that's a really good question, Anton. No surprise there. But um, I'm just saying it's a I think there's absolute value. Yeah, I think there is value. The question is, how do people do that rumination, if you like? I mean, it is important to learn as we go through relationships what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. If we're in that sort of, you know, moving through our 20s, 30s phase by the time. And indeed, remember, you know, people, we make mistakes all along the way because that's life. And 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 other people, you know, that we're in relationship with, they make mistakes along the way. And I think it's that that level of, of sort of just understanding that it's it's an up and down kind of road. You know, the way we would often say you have to be really ready for relationships because you, you may get an, a knock along the way. But is it worth reflecting? You do have to reflect. Now, often people aren't ready to reflect. They aren't ready to look at what part do they play here? And or is it nothing to do with them? Is it actually to do with the fact that this other person you were in love with simply wasn't mature enough to step forward in this relationship at this point in time in their life? It doesn't mean they're no good. It doesn't mean they're useless. It doesn't mean that there's anything to be ashamed of for them or for you. And I suppose I just have that very benign view of it. Not that I've been through difficult ones myself, so I understand it. And of course, I've handheld, psychologically handheld people through it. And what I find people really struggle with is they try to make sense of the other party. They try to understand their story and they also blame themselves like as though they should have been doing things God, differently. I'm intrigued by that. I would have thought you would get a, a, a greater commitment to blame of the other party, that the further people get from the relationship, the more they beco- they would resent the other half. But that's not the case. They take a lot of it on their own shoulders. Yeah, I think, well, I think there's the two sides of it. Some people only blame and they can't see any, any you know, p- fault in themselves. And then there's the other extreme where people blame themselves only. But funny, an interesting little piece of uh, research was done um, in the last year and I thought it was um, kind of fascinating and it was about um, looking at people who are heartbroken and out of relationships and how best, giving them a few strategies to see how best to kind of slightly 
um, desensitize themselves from any reminders of this person. Because remember, in the social media context, there's constant reminders, unless you obviously block everybody, which we definitely would encourage. But people were people were asked, you know, to do a few things like a do nothing. Maybe secondly, think only about the bad things about this person. Every bad thing that ever happened, every every insult, you know, every bad night, you know, every toothpaste <laughs> squeezed from the middle, every toilet <laughs> toilet seat up. Think about all of that and don't think about the good things. So that was something that they did. And then, you know, alternatively, sort of think of something positive. But the thing that worked, everything worked in in distancing the person. But the person who kept thinking about the bad things, that cohort in the research ended up with, with much lower mood. So it might help you to forget, but everything will help you to forget but it will lower your mood. So don't focus on the negative. Interesting text saying 20 years and I still pine for my ex and I always ask myself the what ifs. Another interesting one. Mm -hmm. The relationship with our parents is the first hurt we have to recover from. What about that? If the relationship is not a a romantic one, because I'm intrigued by how often you read um, uh, adults in the public eye Mm -hmm. who themselves are parents fixated on their relationship with their own parent instead of their relationship with their child who they're busy forming. It seems to be a very difficult thing to let go of if it's problematic. Well, yes, I think it's very hard to to let go of and to come to terms with. Yes, because there was something just recently over this weekend on... um, which won't come straight to my mind about someone who is not in touch with their father and was... Um, oh, Mary Rosenstock, Rosenstock doing an interview yeah, sorry, about his relationship with his dad. That's right. And I read it, yeah, with interest like that. And um, I mean, I think sometimes people do really have to distance, but um, they do have to come to a very good terms with it. I think a very good understanding of it. But in a way, what your te- texter there is saying, I think is absolutely right. The first hurdle in life is to come to terms with your own history and your own story and your the imperfection of your parents. And that's something that often makes people quite perfectionistic about others going forward. You know, in other words, they don't accept just the ordinariness. We're just people. You know, when, when, when people have children, then they often find themselves just going, well, you know, maybe my dad just couldn't cope. Maybe, may, maybe she was difficult. Maybe, you know, they, they come to a whole new version of, of, of what has happened in their life and, and the positions they've taken up that were probably very hard and very difficult. So it is very interesting. Obviously, that's why I like therapy because it's a very, it's an ever ending, interesting story. So you said that the studies reveal that if you decide to focus on all of the negativity of the person who you are no longer with, it helps to distance, but it puts you in a bad mood in a fairly permanent state. What then are the sort of top two or three things you can do that won't leave you in despondency, but will also help with the distancing? Yeah, I think, well, one of the things I just tripped over there in mentioning was the social media. In this world, you have to distance. As I said, you know, it's more like a detox you, you, when you're letting somebody go. And anybody who's been in love or, or really connected, there is, there's the physical connection, there's the emotional connection, there's the fact that they've been in your day all day, every day. So it's kind of a detox. And as I say, if you, if you don't want to eat sweets, don't leave them on the counter, you know, certainly because that's one I have to do. And, and I think so. So keep the reminders, you know, at bay. Secondly, you know, try and check what you're telling yourself because people have this sort of victimhood thing, you know. Oh, he did it to me, you know, know it, you know, and I was so good and I was, you know, maybe not, you know. There's always other realities here and there's two realities in the room. So I, I suppose I'm always very on the male and female side, you know. I kind of really see it both sides. I see a lot of good men who've had very difficult situations. So so I, I'm not on the just female end of things. So I think they can socialise safely then, like don't high socialise, you know what I mean? Uh, out, 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 out in, in with every new partner and, and, and certainly getting very sexually involved. I think it's worth holding that for a little. At the same time, I think it's important to move forward. 
I mentioned when I, I think I was um, talking to a researcher, I mentioned the Vanessa Feltz recently. You know her probably in the UK. And I was just really struck. I don't particularly follow her, but I, I really was struck by the fact that she had a very abrupt ending to a relationship. The guy she was with, who I think was 16 years younger than her, went off with a no, no, sorry. He was they were there was about 10 years younger and they were 16 years together. So it was a big, significant relationship. He went off with somebody, don't know who, but she was very heartbroken and definitely revealed it and kind of, you know, opened her heart a little bit. And it was quite nice, actually. And and she got a big love bombing kind of back. And recently she she just reported that she's been out every single night for 140 nights for the last sort of, I don't know, that 20 weeks. And uh, and she said kind of inadvertently, she didn't really mean it, but it was a lot of nice stuff coming her way. People asking her here, asking her there. And I was thinking, does that work? Yes, that works. Distraction works. Be in the company of people you love. Do the things that you love. Be around things that spark joy in you. And, you know, and don't just go for the replacement. I think that's the important factor. And think through what you've learned from this and then you'll be ready for the next one way better. Stephanie, thank you so much. That is Stephanie Regan, clinical psychotherapist and host of the podcast Tough Love. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.